I had a conversation with Billy Godwin about six months ago. I had a dream, and it was, it was a nighttime dream, but it was a strangely vivid, vivid dream. And Billy, I just remember him saying to me, he looked me in the eyes, he said, the distance between you and me is shorter than you realize. He said, there's just a thin veil between us, and you'll be right here before you know it. And I don't believe he was talking to me personally. I think he meant we're, we're, we can touch that realm. We're, we're almost there. It'll be over. For, think, about, think about your high school career. You remember high school? Is that bizarre? My, I don't know about you, but my high school career is about that long in my memory. I, I, I just put all those memories together and boom, it's gone. And you remember it, was a, it seemed like it took forever when we were doing it. But now it's just a, a tiny little block in our memory. Boom, it's gone. That's the way the trials of this earth are going to be. They're gonna, we're going to be over in that thing before we know it. And all of this whole life thing, everything that matters so much to us now, is going to go boom, just like that. So be encouraged. We're, we, we are in a process. Amen? Amen. Uh, I want to speak to you tonight. Have we done companions yet? That's what, that's what I mean. Have, you did one last time? Okay. So if I say what she said, it's because she didn't give me her notes. <laughs> but do me a favor, just, just like act like it's good. You know, go, oh, hey, let me write that down. Take notes on that. Um, I, I want to just lay a little groundwork about relationships. Um, when I was asking the Lord what He wanted to say to you, he said this, I want them to value relationships like I value them. Which, let me give you a hint, we don't. Alright, and I'm gonna, we're going to go through a little bit of that. And, he, and the second thing, he wants us to be intentional about our relationships. And if you'll go ahead and do, see I can go ahead and quit now if you'll just go ahead and do that. If you just like could flip the switch and value relationships like God does and, and be intentional about building relationships, then we can just pray and go home. But you can't, so I'm going to have to speak. Uh, I want you to know that God's number one thing is relationships. God doesn't do anything without relationships. All learning is relational with God. Amen? Do you know what I mean by that? You are in a relational learning process. We are together in a process of learning relationally. Our lives are being straightened out. Judy, that was an awesome testimony. Awesome testimony. Listen, God is in the business of untangling our tangles. That's what He does. We're all knotted up. Man, we all got problems. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I hadn't been arrested as many times as his brother has, but I've been arrested, you know? <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to go, you know, I can't say that, but, but you know, we've all got stuff. We've all got problems. And, and, you know, just because you're in the school of ministry, I appreciate that, brother. Just because you're in the school of ministry doesn't mean your life's not tangled up. 
And one thing I'm learning to know about God, He's my friend. And what, I, what I've learned about Him is He is good and passionate about untangling our lives. He's good at it. And guess what? Yours don't scare Him. He's seen worse than you. He has. And He's watched you all along. And you know, we were all little babies once. We were all little children with dreams in our eyes. And this world and the enemy strangled them out of us. You know what? He's crushed us. We've been, we've been crushed and bruised and, and dragged through this world. But God is not finished with us yet. God is a redemptive God. He's a restorative God. He's God who takes the broken and make, turns it into something beautiful. Y'all are looking at me like... He's, he's preaching to somebody in here. It ain't me. It's you. <laughs> Let me give you a hint. It's you. You're the one with the broken life. I'm telling you, He can fix it. And He doesn't fix them without relationships. What's the greatest command? That was very together. And, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So if you could sum it up in one word, it would be? Love. All right. And love is about relationship. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation. That God is making His appeal through us. Not counting men's sins against them but reconciling the world to Himself. Do you understand that? That things be together. Jesus, the night He was betrayed, and the night He was crucified, the night before He was crucified, the night He was arrested, when He was in the garden, He prayed, He sweat. He prayed a lot about relationships. I want to show you that. Turn to John 17. I want you to see how important relationships are to the Father. John 17. In John chapter 17, verse 20, he says this, My prayer is not for them alone, the twelve. I also pray for those who will believe in me through their message. Who's that? Hey, do you know you're in the Bible? Right there. I pray for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. What's his prayer? That we may be what? One. One. What does that speak of? Relationship. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. What's the purpose of His glory? To make us one. I and them, you and me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Who does He love more, Jesus or you? Huh? Same. Now you say that with your mouth, and you might even believe it in your head. 
But your heart doesn't understand that. He loves me. He does. Yeah, yeah, I can see y'all are going to, y'all need to spend a little time on that verse right there, don't you? (laughs) Take that, here's your homework. Take that home and don't come back until you believe what's written in the Bible. (laughs) All right. Now, uh, verse 24. Hey, and if, if that didn't do it for you, look at this. Verse 24. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. You missed some of the most important words ever spoken right there. Father, I want them. He wants you. I don't know about you, but love has lost its meaning pretty much in America and in modern day. You know, I love you. I love God. I love pizza. Doesn't mean much. But I want you. That's Jesus right there saying, Father, now he's getting ready to die here, okay? And he says, I want them to be with me. You know how it is when, when you, something's going on and you want your friends to be there with you to see it? You, I want them to be there. That's what he's saying is, I want them. Now, he's not talking about the 12 here. He says, I'm praying for these other people, us. I want them to be with me, to see me with all my glory. He wants to share his dream with us. It's relationship. And he says, Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you. And that word for know is the deep know, the epignosis, not just the gnosis, which is just I know about you. It's the know. It's the know. I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. That's a cool picture of the way it's supposed to be. Jesus has a life for us. And, and few of us ever even see it, much less live it. Billy Godwin always said, most people live their lives on the wrong side of the TV screen. They just wait on that one to sink in. That we spend our time watching people do these great things, that we are, but we ourselves sit and just we do nothing with our life and we just watch. I want to say that that applies to relationships. We watch people having deep, meaningful friendships and we ourselves are sitting here watching it on a pixelated tube. I want to encourage you that God's will for you, His design for us, is to have a life here full of relationships. Amen? Homeless people are not homeless. They're relationless. People don't kill themselves because they're homeless. They kill themselves because nobody... Huh? That's true or not? That's what people are missing. That's the gold. That's what, that's what we want. Can't, don't you, does nobody watch movies but me? When you go to the movies... Here's what happens. 
this guy and this girl, and they're in love, and they're in these awful circumstances, but oh, if they could just be together, they say, I just don't care, we could just be poor, and we could just live, if people would just leave us alone, and let us be together, we could just be together, and be poor, and it'd be okay if we didn't have anything, as long as we had each other. You've seen a hundred stories that way. Do you know what that is? That means that relationships are more important than stuff. God is trying to say to us tonight, if you listen, He's trying to say relationships are important, are more important. What are they more important than? Relationships are more important than worship. He's waiting on the stones. Where, does, where do I get such an idea? Tom Summer? It's in there, baby. If he said it, it's got to be in that book somewhere. It's something like this, Matthew 5. Where he says, you know, you've heard it said to the people long ago, verse 21, don't murder. Anyone who murders is subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment angry with his brother again anyone who says to his brother raka which is aramaic for idiot <laughs> is answerable to the sanhedrin that's what you say to people in the traffic if in back in the jesus's day when they pull a mule cart out there you raka um answerable to the sanhedrin but anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. Now look what he says. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in the front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come offer your gift. Where do you think God, how do you think God prioritizes relationships? Would you say it's pretty high up there? You're starting to see it's, it's, it ranks? I'll tell you, I don't have time to derive for you on the whiteboards. Many of you who have spent time with me, have you seen the whiteboard? Uh, there, I believe there are, Tom Summer did, and his eyes are glazing over. He's like, oh, would you get to the, get to the punchline, please? Uh, it was, there are, I believe there are four things that God's after. In, in this world. Four biggies. Evangelism. Why? Because this is the church age. This is the time. People got to get saved. They're going to hell. Eternal destiny staked on it. He loves people. They're lost. They need to get saved. Evangelism is number one. Discipleship. Why is that important? Because our destiny is to be like Jesus. And the other thing is, if you evangelize people and don't disciple them, where do they go? Back out the door. So you've got to disciple them uh, because that's, that's what it's about. Relationship is number three. He didn't just save individuals, and he didn't say, on this rock I'm going to build my individuals, on this rock I'm going to build my church. His whole, his destiny is wrapped up in a group of people who are interrelated. He calls them many times a family. We call one another brother and sister. We're, we're related together. And then fourthly, is service, is meeting, meeting those needs of one another, other than the, the miscellaneous needs, other than evangelism, discipleship, and... Uh, like that. So it's one, of, it's, it's one of the big four. I believe relationship 
is a deliverable of God. It is something he's looking for, something he desires to see produced in us, something he wants us to have. Relationships are what make life worth living. Remember, you kill yourself because nobody cares. And so God is not only restoring relationship to himself with us, but he's restoring relationships among us. He wants us to have brothers. He wants us to be together. It's no fun being alone. He looked at Adam in the garden. He said, it's not good for a man to be alone. Amen? It's not good. It's not good to be alone. It's not good for a Christian to be alone. It's, you are not built to be alone. Amen? I mean... I, somebody's getting it over here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. You, you may praise the Lord at any time. God's fondest desire for us is that we love one another. Here's another one for you. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Man, too few of you know what that is about. Because Jesus told the Pharisees, he said, you know, if you'd go and learn what this means, you'd be a lot better off and you wouldn't condemn the innocent man. What does that mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice? Please, Jesus, give me, give me one. <laughs> sacrifice is vertical, is the first commandment. I love God. Mercy does God need us to have mercy on Him? Is that what He's talking about? Mercy on one another. I desire mercy. I would rather you be kind to each other than to come in here with your songs. Amen? Is that okay? What happens when you sing a song to God and you're treating your brother in a mean fashion? Does God enjoy the song? Not as much as you do. It's true. It's noise. It's noise in his ears. We've got to love each other. Companionship. We've got all these other things that we're about doing. Why is it that all these big mover and shaker preachers, their families fall apart? And why is it that they have to, that they have to give courses and say, now look... When you're doing the ministry, be careful or your family will fall apart on you. Something's wrong about that. Here's a guy running a big church trying to do this whole thing. Yeah, I've got thousands of people reporting to me. But you can't keep your family together? Dude, what are you doing? I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're spending your time on, but you're missing it. Relationships are more important. Wouldn't you say that it would be more pleasing to God if he had a 20-member church and had a beautiful family and had nice relationships among the people? Wouldn't you, you know what I'm saying? Versus a 20,000-member thing and you can't keep a wife? Amen or not? Amen, brother, or not? Come on now. You need to wake up over here. I can see he's got amen stuck down in his throat and he can't get him up. Amen! He sang them all out, I guess. It is a priority to God. Let me ask you something. Can God or 
can he or can he not evangelize the entire world without you? Huh? He can do it without us, amen? He can do it without any human being, couldn't he? If he wanted to. So why doesn't he? Yeah. You know, I can build a birdhouse. I can. I could get the little kid out and I could get my little hammer and my saw and I can I can do it. But you know, instead what I do is I gather my children around and I say, Come on, y'all, let's build a birdhouse. And we build it. Now when we're done It's not near as nice. Okay. It took eight times as long. You know, and we had, it took three kits before we actually got one that a bird would even get near. But the truth is, so why do I do that? What would be the point of that? Why don't I just build it myself? You, see, you know why. It's because I want to take their little hands and go, no, 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 like this. Hammer, like that. Saw, like this. And they're going to learn how to build a birdhouse. I've got more going on than building the birdhouse. Many people in ministry today think that the birdhouse is all there is. Just get it done, baby. Look, get a grip. God could do this without you. Is this true or not? I think God is much more concerned many times with how we do something than what we actually do. I've said that many times. When we come to a decision around here in leadership, I think, boys... We may or may not have landed on the right thing. I don't particularly care. What I'm saying is this was an ugly process. We didn't get through this well. I think God has more concerns about that. You know, if I send the kids up to clean up their room, and I say, girls, go, go clean up your room. Man, if they're fighting and carrying on. Yeah, Joanna's here, so she'll tell. Like, what? He's telling on me again. But, you know, if they're up there fighting, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not particularly concerned if if they're doing a really great job, if they're fighting, I care. I am upset. And I'll go tell them, look, stop what you're doing. Stop all the work and work it out. And then you can get back to work. Amen? Don't think the Lord does not prize relationships, companionship. And when you make decisions in life, make your decisions for relationships for preserving them amen because there's many times when you oh, I'm gonna stand on this thing right here I'm gonna this is what I believe is the right way well hold on Bob how's everybody doing here you know now I'm not saying you know okay let's all bend our doctrine I'm not saying that at all but I'm saying I'm saying let's be considerate of the next guy and and let's see if they're growing you know I honestly would rather, if I'm part of a, a, a leadership team, I would rather choose the wrong way to do a thing and be united about it. Because what will happen is, if you've got people that are submitting to one another and saying, okay, hey, brother, you know, I think this is the way, but if, you're, if you think that, let's use your way. We'll just try your way, okay? We try it. If it falls on its face, then everybody, we look at each other and go, hey, fellas, guess what? <laughs> that didn't work, did it? You know, I told you so. But... You see what I'm saying? It's more important that we have harmony, unity, we're together about what we do than, than what we actually come up with. Do you understand that? Amen? Is that okay? God prizes relationships.
And he's all about uh, unity. The Bible says, how can you love God whom you have not seen if you do not love your brother whom you do see? See, we got it backwards. We think, oh, it's easy to love God. It's people I can't do. Right? I love the ministry if it just wasn't for all these people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, we got it a little backwards. Because you just think you love God. You're just playing with love God. Where you tell where you love or not is with your people. Amen? People with skin on. People with bad breath. That's the people. That's the people. That's where love is, is, is actually tried. Do you, do you value relationships? Have we forgotten that relationships are important? And companionship. You're going to learn a lot over the next little bit about companions. And if you're not careful, listen carefully. There's several different kinds of relationships you can have. I think uh, Billy majored on the relationships that build you up. And I'm into that. I have relationships that build me up. I've got guys that I meet with and pray with, and I can bear my guts to. I got one of my brothers, he called me up. I mean, I'm sitting at home, you know, and he's like, hey, brother, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm sitting here with my, with my family, you know. Uh, go to the next room. I've got to confess a sin. I'm like, okay, hold on a second. <laughs> you know? I'm like, yeah, what is Oh, yeah, and so he confessed. You know, and he's like, I just got to get this, get this out, you know. And I was thinking, man, that really challenged me. You know, here's a guy, he takes it seriously about, I want to, I'm trying to stay right with the Lord. You know, I never said, we never have, we don't even have a formal arrangement. Okay, you confess your sins to me, I confess sins. We're just friends. But he got something on his conscience and he wanted to make, he said, I've made it right with the Lord personally, but I just wanted to tell another body. And so he calls me up, boom, and, and lays it on me. I thought, man, this is good. That challenges my faith. That causes me to go, you know, I want to keep short accounts like he's doing. So I've got friends who build me up. But if you're not careful, many times we will choose our friends based on what we can get out of them. Sort of, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, oh she's really doing well. Oh, I, I think, would, would you come be my friend? You know, hey, be my friend, you know. Uh, mm, you know, me, you know what I'm saying? You need people, you need, everybody needs, what is it? Everybody needs a Paul in their life, right? A Paul like Paul was to Timothy, right? Somebody who, who trains you, disciples you. But everybody, you also need a Timothy. You need somebody that you're training. But you also need the, the Barnabases. You need people who are your, your peers. Peers are good to have. I'm for peers. I think if everybody ought to have peers, no matter what they're doing. It's just, it, teams are better. Amen. I've just learned this that teams are better. Uh, I, I used to be the senior pastor, and uh, I don't like it. It's no fun. It's too much pressure. It, it's just it's too much. So, but if you got a team around you, you got some people just you can share with and share this responsibility and share the joy, share the credit. Amen. You know it's good. Um, but be careful of your friendships. Be, also, be aware that Jesus was called a friend of sinners. Yeah, come on. Because, you know, sometimes we get all holy and stuff, and we're trying to be holy, see? And so we kind of say, well, I, you know, I don't want to really... Those guys are dampening my faith. Well, yeah, okay. Granted, you can't do 24-7 with the sinners, okay? Nobody's built for that. Jesus didn't do that. There was time he said, 
They said, where, where did he go? They said, oh man, he left. Well, what, he's supposed to be healing people. No, he said, no, I'm over here, man. I have, I've had all of you people I can stand for now. I'm going to just pray. I've got to get with the Father now. And, and they said, come on back. And he said, no, I can't go there. I'm going to the next town. You know, you can't do all the time with sinners. But he was known as a friend of sinners. Our relationships are not only for us, amen, it's for the next guy. You should build relationships to help the next guy. Uh, I encourage you recommend that if you see somebody who is who does not have a lot of relationships or who is you sense in your spirit is not building relationships or they need a friend I guess is what I'm trying to say that may be the Holy Spirit directing you and saying look there I am because what did what did the king say he said I was in prison and you didn't come visit me I was sick and you didn't help me i was hungry you didn't feed me and if you look at that parable they said when did we see you when did we see you sick when did we see you in prison you know who you gotta love the people you see it's the people you see you gotta see people and see their needs and you've got to you got to value those relationships with them okay next part being intentional about relationships you should see them as a deliverable see them as something God is trying to produce if you have a shoe factory look if you have a shoe factory on one side you put money and manpower into the shoe factory what comes out the other side shoes no shoes coming out problem right shoes coming out good well the church is supposed to be generating some things we put how many of you know we put money and manpower into this enterprise known as the landmark church well what is it we're supposed to be generating souls is one of them disciples money and manpower in disciples out right souls being saved it's the four things service to the community coming out and one of the deliverables that skipped relationships relationships the the folks that we're trying to reach over here in the apartments what they need is what is what pastor kelly pastor um what's the new pastor's name carter pastor carter was saying he was saying on sunday we want to be your friends that's a fair statement we want to be your friends you know they don't need church they need friends amen church in the religious sense you know what i'm saying they need real church which is about us being friends together. Um, it is one of the deliverables. And you must be able to see the ministry of reconciliation. It's being able to look at a soul next to you, seeing somebody, and, and love them, and be their friend, and realize, you know, God is... How many of you can see in your own life? Is it hot in here, or is it just me? I'm a little warm. And people are nodding off, and I ain't preaching that bad. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm pretty bad, but not that bad. Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> Preach to them people that are falling asleep. <laughs> oh, that's much better. Um, you've got to be able to see the ministry of reconciliation that God is doing. Look at Linda Summer. Everybody look at Linda Summer. Linda Summer was a young girl 
a tiny little girl that size and had dreams and, and had, was bright-eyed and, and saw the future. And then she goes through a period in her life where she's seeking and trying to figure out who God is and what the whole thing's about. And God is spending his whole life just working on her, just pulling her back and drawing her, sending circumstances, trying to do. And what's he about? He's trying to win her heart and reconcile her to himself. See, and Linda's a prize. He's one of God's prizes. He has won her heart. She's in, baby. And, and you see, he has, but you see how he has carefully, if you look, and it, look at your own life, how God has set up the circumstances, brother. You know, one thing after another. Let me tell you something. It's a process. It is a process. We are all on that road. Do you understand we're all on the same road? Lost and saved alike. God is trying to get at us and draw us in and help us through and to work out our tangles. So you got knots down inside of you. And God is working those things out. And it's not going to all go away in one day. It's a process. But, but we're all in that together. And we've, we've got to be able to see. If you see that that's what God is about. That's His great work, by the way. Amen? Do you understand that? His great work is the restoration of life. We call it redemption in the Bible. It's called redemption. It's called taking what's broken and bringing it back. It's called destroying the devil's work. Amen? It's outdoing and overdoing and undoing everything the devil ever tried to put on this earth. And he's going to do it in completion. We're going to see it. But that's what he's about right now in our lives. So if you see that, then relationship is getting along with another person who's in the same process. Mama here is in the same process. See? And we're, we're, we can be friends together. We, can, we, can, we have relationship because... Are we related because we are from the same ethnic background or socioeconomic background? Any of that kind of thing? No, we're related because God is working in my heart and working in your heart. And that puts us together. Amen? We've got to see the ministry of reconciliation and we've got to see restored relationship. And finally, we've got to be peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Who can complete that? They, because they what? Nope. That's what I thought it was too. Everybody, everybody's going to Matthew. Hey, this is good though, huh? Because called sons of God. Called the sons of God. Hey, what does that mean? They're not just inherit the kingdom of God. They'll be called the sons of God. Huh? Yeah, who do what the Father does. Who are in the Father's business. The sons are the full-grown sons, the, the, the ones who know the business. He says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. The peacemakers, the ones who go about reconciling men to God, men to, to one another. Isn't that what Jesus did? Isn't that, wasn't that his ministry? getting people together the guy came and he said lord tell my brother to give me my share of the inheritance you know what jesus said i love this jesus said who made me an arbiter between me and you or actually in the gospel of thomas which is not in the bible it's one of the alternate gospels he said he said i'm not an arbiter and then said he looked at his disciples and said do i look like an arbiter <laughs> i think that's great jesus was like what 
am I, am I some kind of arbiter here? Am I supposed to, what, you know, be at peace with one another. That's what Jesus was about, was making peace one with another. So important. Broken relationships will destroy everything. Whoever, who's ever been affected by a root of bitterness? Really? Come on, let me see it. You know what I'm saying? Root of bitterness, will get. it may not even be three people near you. It'll be on down the line somewhere, but it'll get you. You're, you're probably being affected by it right now, even if you don't know it. Root of bitterness is a bad thing. That's why he says, put the relationships back together. Leave your gift. Don't even go and sing a song. Don't even go do an offering. Don't even go and try to do ministry. Drop it. Go get the relationship right. It's more important. And people get after me sometimes. They're like, Lance, you're just always about that thing. And I'm like, I am peacemaking, man. Leave me alone. All right, I just want to tell you just a couple more things about friendship, and then I'll be done. Number one, be a friend of God. You know, God's your friend, but are you His? Are you His? Amen? You can write that down, and many of you are, but it'd be cool if you just did it. I wouldn't care if you wrote it down or not. So you didn't write it down, but if you'll do it. Be a friend of God. Be His friend. Uh, if you're married, your spouse is your best friend. If they're not, fix it. You were smiling, so I looked at you. Don't, I mean, I'm not prophesying. I'm just saying. Listen, I, had, I talked to a brother the other day, and I said, Hey, you know, I said, Who are your friends, brother? Who are your friends? He said, Oh, you know, i got these friends I go fishing with and whatever, and I, I said, well, you know, of course, your wife is your best. He said, no, she, she, she's not my friend. She's just my wife. <laughs> he, now, he's being a little facetious, and I said, I'm going to tell her you said that. But, man, my wife's my best friend. Amen? Tom Summer, is that true or not? You better say amen. <laughs> no, really. I mean, we don't even have to fake on that. We don't have to kid about that. My, you know, your spouse is your best friend. If it's not that way, work on that. Because that's good. Because you, you're with them more than anybody. You have opportunity to be with them more than anybody. Work that out. That's, that's good. Getting your number one friendship going. Um, be a friend to the outcast and the downtrodden. When you got somebody that doesn't fit in, go find them. Zero in on them. Because that's the Holy Spirit loves that person. And other people, for whatever reason, they think that person's weird or whatever, whatever... And so they don't get a lot of friends because people don't care. But you care. And let the Holy Spirit lead you and go find that person be a friend. Find the, find the ones that... That's, uh, you know, you guys have even changed your motto down at Rescue Atlanta, right? It used to be the, the people nobody else wants, and now it's the people that God desperately wants. And it's true, the other people, most people go through their life, they don't want those people. Wow. 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 See, we owe a lot to, to our forebears. And see, they're our friends. Billy Godwin and I were friends. We'd go eat breakfast, man. And he'd, he'd come in at 5 o'clock in the morning at Waffle House, and he'd just be giving the waitress what for, you know. And uh, he's just wanting to do it right by his family. That's, that's He went out saying that. Um, and then number four, you're going to learn more about this. Choose the friends that uh, build you up. You know what I'm saying? That there, I love that. That verse came to my heart tonight before Allison read it. 
that we may that we may mutually there we may have some mutual benefit. See, where I benefit you and you benefit me. Um, however, love is not always a win-win. Right? When Jesus loved us, was it win-win? Did he win as much as we win? He lost so we could win. Amen. And if we're going to be like Jesus, that means sometimes you're going to take a loss for a brother, for a friend. No greater love has any man than this that he lay down his life for a friend. Amen? So value relationships. Listen, if you just do the two things I believe God's calling you to do, uh, you will uh, make God happy tonight. Value relationships like He does. Make sure that you put them in your priority list the way He puts them in His priority list. Amen? That you, that you see them, you value them, you want them. And number two, be intentional. Get to work at relationships. See them as a deliverable. See them as, as a product that God is looking for. Be a peacemaker. A producer of peace. Amen?